With the rise of the east side nightlife and Capital Metro's Red Line train, you might have seen or at least heard about Plaza Saltillo. However, you might be equally as confused as I was that to why it even exists. I mean, you take the train into downtown and you stop right before you get to downtown and there's this plaza. It's beautiful. The architecture is amazing, but there's absolutely nothing going on. All of that is now changing because Hope Farmer's Market will now be using the space each Sunday for their farmer's market. But why was the plaza even there to begin with? Well, Michael Barnes, writing for Austin 360 back in August of 2010, interviewed the former Austin mayor, Gus Garcia. He writes, and I quote, The city had loaned money to one branch of the Lamont family to open Don Lamont's on East 7th. And this is where our story begins. I want you to meet Kathy Vasquez. It was an idea... What, what, what happened, it, it was a result of something that happened in the city. Like I said before, the only dollars that were invested were federal dollars. So uh, the federal government awarded the city of Austin a contract for a restaurant that was called Don Limons. It was now its baby, any baby can. It's right on 7th Street. And um, it was a restaurant that there was going to seat a lot more people than any other restaurant in East Austin. And most of the businesses in East Austin at that time, owned by Hispanics, were restaurants. So we was going to either put out uh, all the old restaurants out of business or compete for employment, for employees and clients. And um, there was a lot of dissatisfaction in the community because it felt that that it was a political. Uh, so, so the owner of Don Lemons was not a uh, not a local, not a. They were uh, they were a local family. Yeah, okay. they were. Uh, they had had a bakery in Montopolis for many years. But the see the the city didn't bother to do a feasibility study to see whether the market could withstand such a development. Because, you know, if it had been something else, it would have been different, but it was going to threaten the existing restaurants. And um, that was a big problem because if a lot of people felt that the money had been awarded on political lines, long political lines, and a lot of the restaurant owners were threatened by it. And they were talking on the radio with a show at that, that time called Sam and Bob, Sammy Allred and Bob Cole ran, had a show. And people would call in and talk about it. And it, it, was, it became a very political problem for the, the powers that be, uh, both Hispanic and non-Hispanic. So the, the people who had restaurants, like my sister, at that time this was Mexico Tibigo, they asked me to, to, to organize an association. It was called the East Austin Restaurant Association. So we began organizing and getting together and decided that we would, um, instead of opposing the development, that we would try to convince the city to uh, create a tourist attraction. In the same way that you have Olivera Street in California, or the Mercado in San Antonio, or Chinatown in San Francisco. We thought that they could invest, the city could invest, instead of just plopping down, you know, million dollar uh, business, there was going that there wasn't a market to sustain it. There weren't enough rec- clientele to come over here to eat. 
the people that were eating here were already eating at the Mexican restaurants. To have another gigantic restaurant like the one in San Antonio at Mi Tierra, it was going to be open all the time and had a bakery and everything. It was it, the the market wasn't there, and it was going to hurt the existing businesses. So what we tried to do was um, convince the city to invest uh, dollars to help the existing businesses. And we came up with this concept called Ole Mexico, along the lines of creating a tourist, cultural tourist district. And Ole Mexico was simply all of the restaurant owners that were upset and wanted, they, we felt that if the city invested money to bring more people to the area and improve the infrastructure and put some dollars in safety, because East Austin had a bad rap all along. All along. And uh, that, uh, that even if that restaurant existed, the other businesses would benefit from the dollars and the, attract new tourists to come here to eat. It's always been getting people from West Austin to come and eat over here. It's always been that. And, and um, so we applied for transportation dollars. We came up with this concept to build a plaza where we would have um, sort of like a mercado and people would be selling things and it would be cultural, it would be an attraction, but it never turned out that way. There's always been uh, economic development funds that come in from HUD for, to, uh, to help businesses expand and grow. And in fact, this restaurant was a result of, of those dollars. But at that time, there were other dollars too. There was transportation dollars. It was, um, they call it iced tea. Can't remember what, what words were for the acronym, but they were basically uh, federal dollars to um, bolster the economic and cultural development of areas in Texas. They never would have, they never would have funded it if they hadn't wanted it to be a train stop. That was the only, because it had to have a transportation element to it. And of course it was going to be a station. So they did it for that purpose. We did it because we wanted to, to create more of traffic in terms of people coming to the area. Mm -hmm. uh, now that there are a lot of new people living here, and like you say, they're going to have the market, I think that they will see more people. And, but we were awarded the money, and the, the, the facility was built. And, uh, and that's now Plaza Saltillo. That's now Plaza Saltillo. And then I turned my conversation with Kathy from her work on the plaza with Ole Mexico to the general development of East Austin. I think it's good and bad. Comparison to now, East Austin has a lot of people willing to invest. I just came from, uh, I walked over here from where I live, and we live very close. I don't need to walk, so I walk every day. And um, I was looking at rabbits, which was a... Uh, a bar for many, many years, maybe 50 years. Yeah. Same owner, the same clientele, and they were, they're fixing an outdoor patio because they leased it to somebody who's going to put a, a mainstream bar, you know, uh, because like in Rabbit's case, you know, he's older and he wanted to retire, and now he's making a windfall on his property. He's going to get several thousand dollars a month to rent it so he can, you know, relax and everything. But if he were uh, trying to open up a business over here, he couldn't do it. Yeah, like uh, some bars have spent close to $200,000 to, 
to, to, to come up to code uh, and to operate what's been operating all along. There was a table at one time called Table 7, and I used to sit there with my aunt. It was now deceased, and we always sat at that table. And a, a lot has happened since then. But Table 7 was a good table. It was. Was that always reserved for the family? More or less. Then my sister would come out from the kitchen and sit with us and everything. Did you ever work here at the restaurant? I did for a while, actually. I did. I was a waitress. <laughs>